Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Let us pray as our king had given us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. And let us recite as he had told us, what is that great commandment? Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our Elohim, Yahweh is one, and you shall love Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second commandment is like unto it, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Praise Yahweh, we who love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we who have confessed our sins, not only to pray for this day's daily bread, but to confess our trespasses and pray for his forgiveness as we forgive others. To pray for his kingdom come and his will to be done on the earth as it's being done in heaven being done a lot better in heaven, but we're to pray now it's being done on earth, just as good as it's being done in heaven. Praise Yahweh. So, it's a part of our liturgy. It's an admonition to be in the morning and evening prayer that he has admonished us to do. And yes, it's been a part of our liturgy, a daily liturgy of Christendom from the very beginning until now. Whenever and before we take the daily communion, it's written in there in the scriptures as well. What is the greatest commandment? Because we are to remember the commandments and to confess our sins based on our transgression of the commandments. What did Christ say in the book of Mark? He said this before he even said it. What he said was, hear, O Israel. That's the word that he said. And that is from the daily liturgy of the Hebrew church that was in every synagogue, which was Christ's custom to go to the synagogue every Sabbath. And it says Paul preached in every single synagogue, all of them. He preached the gospel there. He went with boldness into all the churches and preached there. It's the full truth. No matter what position that church was in, he was able to get in there and get the truth there. 
So praise Yahweh. We also have these examples of victory where we can teach people these core truths and get people back in true relationship with Yahweh. And yes, it is religious. We do. The word religious means regular. And Christ said, pray for your this day's daily bread. Each day has a new bread that you need. And so it's a daily, it's a morning thing, it's a weekly thing, it's a monthly thing, and a yearly thing. There are different things to do on each one of the days. And these are all called days that belong to Yahweh, if you read Leviticus 23, and it says that they're forever. It doesn't say these are the Jews' days, even at creation itself. Christ said that he, or Yahweh, which Christ was part of the creation, as it says as well, was that he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever, and he changeth not. And that at the creation, at the very conclusion of it, it says on the seventh day, he sanctified and hallowed that day, the seventh day of the week. And he told us later that that day is forever to be remembered by any people who will be called his. And what do we have? Yes, I have shown that we have kept that covenant. We've written our booklet, how the Christian nations have continued to keep that covenant. And how we have the weekends, and we have many other proofs that it's been fully available to the covenant people to keep Saturday as the holy day of the week. And within the Orthodox, even the Roman Catholic, and even all the other branches, it's been protected throughout the ages. You can get our free booklet, or you can just look in Google, type Orthodox Church Sabbath, and you will find it. And you will find so many things in there about how it was kept throughout the ages. And it has continued to be in our lands and in our nation as a major day. And it's still in the official theologies, although it's not being taught as well as it could. Still, it's in the official liturgies and theologies that Sabbath is the seventh day of the week. Reading our election now, reading from John chapter 20. If you'll turn from with me, John, book of John, chapter 20, verse 19. Nineteen through twenty-three, when Yeshua appeared to his apostles, the disciples. Then the same evening, being the first day of the week, and the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, came Yeshua and stood in the midst, and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw Yahweh. Then said Yeshua unto them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so I send you. 
And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye holy ghost. Now, I'm going to pause right there for a moment. There's, this is all very rich verses here of Scripture, and I want to admonish, I want to admonish those listening. Okay? He said here, Receive ye the Holy Spirit, and I'm sending you as the Father has sent me. Testing, testing. Testing. Okay, it seems somehow there was a pause in the recording. It's back on now, so uh, please excuse. If you have any issue listening or if you have missed anything, please give us some information on what all transpired and we'll try and pick up where we left off because we don't know how the recording will end up in the end. Worst case scenario, we'll do a double then if there's no feedback on the recording. We see that the recording was lost and that we had to restart it. Anyhow. It's back up and going. So our lection for today is John chapter 20, verse 19 through 23. Verse 19. In the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, for the disciples were assembled together for fear of the Jews, came Yeshua and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. So first of all, Yeshua addresses them while they are in fear, in fear of the Jews, and have shut the doors. And he came unto them and told them to have peace. Okay. Twenty. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the, the disciples glad when they saw Yahweh. Verse 21. Then said Yeshua to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye Holy Ghost. I'm going to stop right there. Okay, a lot of people will cite that after his resurrection, he said, go wait for the Holy Spirit ten more days. Now that's because there's a difference. Here they received their own spirit. Now the Holy Spirit was not yet given, it says. But the Holy Spirit is talking about when the Holy Spirit came down to earth in the same manner Yeshua was on the earth. Okay? So he is called the Helper. He is called the the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Okay, and it says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can, you can uh, get the Holy Spirit angry, and you can even blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit 
is a person. And it has the Holy Spirit himself is with emotions and personalities. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was called the angel of his presence. And if you got the Holy Spirit angry, you were in deep weeds. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is the only one you cannot, and I repeat, you cannot be forgiven if you say a word against the Holy Spirit. Okay? Well, what does the Holy Spirit do? It says the Holy Spirit only praises Yeshua. Praises Yeshua. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It glorifies and points everyone to the Son of God. Yeshua. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And leads us. It says the Holy Spirit will lead you in all truth. And there is a fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit leads us, guides us, and it says our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Okay? That's different. That's different. You know, before Moses, when the Holy Spirit would come, the Holy Spirit was on the outside. Now, the Holy in the, that was in the temple itself, the physical temple. Now the Holy Spirit comes to live in our physical bodies, where we all as one body are living stones of that one great temple. And if you're not together in unity with the rest of the body of Christ who keep his commandments, his Sabbath, he stays and have that joy and unity in him and that love especially. They teach people that confess their trespasses. If, if you're not part of that body, that is in Christ, then you're not in that body or temple that is filled with the Holy Spirit. You're in something else, which is also maybe those people will get into heaven, but they're not part of the New Jerusalem city either, and they're not part of the outer gates, and they're not part of that far reaches of the outer gates, neither the inner gates. And they will bring their treasures in by day. It says there will be many people who will be naked in heaven through all eternity. There will be many people. It says, it says he's going to be wiping away every tear and leading people to places to get water in heaven. Okay? And he's going to love everyone. But he says he's made thrones for the overcomers. Paul talked about the high calling in Christ to be... It says, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me on my Father's throne even. There are many thrones in heaven. It says that's one of the first things in creation was he made thrones. Okay. If you're to reach that sonship position, you're not just going to get it when you're just fighting against Christians all the time. No, you're going to be supporting and building up Christians. There'll be unity. There'll be good uh, work where you can be like Paul who was able to get into every single synagogue. He got into every single church and he spoke there it says. And he admonished people and he taught them. He was even invited but he went down there and he built up the church. Okay? That's what kind of a thing that the Holy Spirit does is works together with the whole church even if they don't got all the truth now. They recognize they'll get the truth later. We have all the keys of victory. 
confess sin. It says be holy. The word holy is separate. Separate. Okay? Be ye apart from sin. Be ye apart from evil. It covers every single avenue of sin. Also, it means to, the word in a, a uh, action word, the verb for being clean, making clean, sanctify, okay? The word sanctify or being made holy is a process of cleaning. It's an action word, okay? And if you're, he says, be holy as I'm holy, okay, you're going to be a part of his holy, his saints. Okay, again, the word saints is this, is another word. The same word in many languages that uses the same word, okay? Holy or saintly. Sanctifying, right? That's, again, cleansing. We are to be the salt, and we are the salt of theirs. And what does the salt do? It preserves and it cleans protects, and it strengthens, fortifies minerals that makes a food even more healthy and stronger when you add it to even to bread. People who don't have salt added to their bread die of weird diseases all around the world, especially good salt. Have the salt that's been Without the iodine, people are dying of all sorts of weird diseases. We are the bread. We are the temple. We are body. Okay, you have also the bride. So just because you're not in the body of Christ, it doesn't mean you can't be in the bride of Christ, right? Bride is kind of like Adam and Eve. You have the rib taken out, all right? Sort of like a special people. We're in the body of Christ, but are have a different ministry. So to say, okay, I'm not in the temple, I'm not part of Christ's body, there's still another body, one that has to be more entreated, one that's being served by the body of Christ versus the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ needs all this support. Think of a woman. It says the bride has made herself ready and will make her garments white at the very end times. Some call the church the bride of Christ. Some call it the body of Christ. It's both. There's a special anointed people. And we're going to have the Holy Spirit working in us and through us. Now, Christ said that except as a man be born from above, he cannot be saved. And then he said, don't marvel on this that I say is a you got to be born again, Nicodemus, but marvel on the fact that the Spirit goes where it wills. Okay, now that's not talking about the Holy Spirit. This is talking about your own Spirit. Because remember, the Holy Spirit was not yet given. It's talking about the fact that Spirit comes and goes. It circulates. Every day is different. Every morning we got to pray for this day's daily bread. Every day there's different deliverance needed, a different way that we need to be delivered. Then pray about today. Don't pray about tomorrow. Not yet. Now tomorrow, you've got a lot of evils. you got to pray for tomorrow. That's why we pray 
deliver us. That word deliver is the word for Yeshua, Jesus the Christ. It means deliver. Deliver us from evil. Yes. That's what we do. We pray each and every day. This day is daily bread. You might need a different bread. Maybe your bread got poisoned. You know what I mean? So you pray for it. Actually, we're in a corrupt, fallen world, it says. And we need Christ's help every day in a new way. And it says pray daily. And it says be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Renewed. The circulation thing going on. And that's what Christ said. Marvel on that year. Not able to tell where it comes or where it's going. But you got to be in the moment. He who was, he who is, and he who is to come. And that breath, that spirit, comes, it goes, it circulates, but you got to keep up with it. Remember in the, in the um, wilderness, that cloud just kept moving. And if they didn't keep up, they're going to die from the sun or from the from the from the night that needed that pillar by a fire by night. Well, they need that cloud by day, or else they'd be scorched in the sun. Would move, and they'd have to continue along. And the water too brought the rock. Waters flowed flowed from the rock. Without that rock, they wouldn't have any water. And then move along. Our spirit is a higher thing than our physical body. It moves faster. We have to feed our spirit, our soul, and our body. It says, Paul wanted us to be sanctified holy. May the God of peace, he said, peace, sanctifieth holy your whole spirit and your soul and your body. Didn't he not? Thessalonians 5.23. All three parts have to be sanctified. And then, then will we see we can stand before him at his We are to be making our garments ready. We are to be preparing, it says, have your staff ready, have your everything ready to go, it says, for for Christ's return, it says, because he'll come in an hour when you know not. It can come at the cock crowing time. It can come in the morning time. It can come in the evening or the noon time, it says. The master will come. And you better be ready, it says. So daily. We do nothing different than we always have in our religion. You have the daily prayers. You have liturgy where we have, our people have met in churches three times a day or two times a day on a normal worker schedule. If you're part of the clergy, you could meet more and have the prayer time. Also have a bell called the Anglios bell. Roman Catholic area. Noon bell, but it doesn't go on the, the noon on your clock. It goes on the noon of the biblical hour. Christ said, are there not 12 hours in a day? Well, what's right in between 12 hours? So you count the hours. Right? And that's the temple prayer time. The time of incense is at the, 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 at the dawn. At the ninth hour. At the sunset. 
The hours can change depending on where you live. From the morning and from the rising of the sun to the going down, my name shall be great among the heathen. They shall offer incense unto my name and a pure offering. That's daily. Morning service, evening service. Right? We should have a prayer closet in our home where we place a do a pure offering, which is recognizing Yahshua who died for us. Jesus the Christ, King of Kings, who is that perfect sacrifice, that pure, and to confess our sins, as it says, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass. Give us this day our daily. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We go before his throne, as you pour out your heart before him. Trust in him at all times. And that's what we do. Let's continue on with the next verse. Even as the Father sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the holy... Actually, the, the word is in italics here. Actually, we have in the original... Receive ye holy, sanctified. Okay. The Holy Spirit was not yet given. Verse 23. And he says, Now remember, Christ earned them a new position. It says the firstborn Adam, so this is the spirit he's breathing to them. The first man Adam was a living soul, and the second man Adam a life-producing spirit. The first man, Adam, was made a little lower than the angels. And the last man, Adam, Yahweh from heaven. And he earned us this right. As Paul said, we are seated with him far above all power, principality, dominion, and might. That is pretty high. All the principalities. If you're going on, it says, you have no God but Yahweh, the creator himself. But as soon as you start to worry, as soon as you start to let something else move you. As soon as you stop trusting Yahweh, you're now going under another principality. Something else has control in your life. Something else is your God. And you're idolizing something. If anything moves you from keeping the commandments, now you put something else before Yahweh. And what's the first command? Put no thing before Yahweh. If anything's going to stop you from putting 10% of your tithe, your tithe goes straight to Yahweh. To his priest, to his church, his temple, the true temple of God, which lives in all the people, then that is an idol. You are into idolatry. The money has now controlled you. But if you say that none of this money belongs to me, and I better give that 10% because everything comes from Yahweh, and it's only him who gives the anointing for anything to happen in any area, and the angels, it says, have to pay you back 30-fold. And then there's those who say that they don't need to tithe. And what does it say? You are robbing Yahweh in tithes and offerings. You are robbing of him. It says, test me therewith. Test me, Yahweh says. He says, if you shall tithe, I shall open up the windows of heaven, and there shall be so much you shall not be able to contain it. It will come to you. He said it. Amen? He says, prove me that there might be meat 
in my house, in his house. He wants meat to be in the house of God. And what have people done? They have robbed the Creator. But he has made a covenant. So what I'm saying here, yes, that's one of many other sins or things where we might be moved by things in the world. Rather, at the beginning of our paycheck, we say, this part belongs to Yahweh. And Christ said, even at those times where they, he said, that we tie the mint and the cumin, he says, you, you Pharisees, because you have seeds in your garden, right? The herbs and so on and so forth. He says, woe unto you. You tithe the mint and the cumin, and you omit the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and love. He says, these things should you have done, but not to leave the other undone. Yes, but you shouldn't leave out those tithing, the, the herbs in your garden. If you just made a little profit, you recognize that belongs to Yahweh, and you give it. You offer it. It's a holy offering, paying those things out and knowing it goes to Yahweh. It belongs to Yahweh. There might, there might be meat in his house and that you might prove him. You say, well, that's putting Yahweh to the test. No, it's not. He even told Davidic kings, give me a test. He told them, ask for a sign of anything of any breadth of the earth. Ask and I will show it to you. That's if they're really with the kingdom, okay? He's not just going to tell them, uh, I want a pizza. No. Look. It says, you seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these then all these things will be added unto you. But if you're seeking your own will, not his will, his will is his word. It says, you pray that his kingdom come. What is his kingdom? His law governance on the earth as it is in heaven. His law. Yes, he said that anyone who tells you that his law is in any way uh, grievous, they don't know God. He says they are a liar. If any man does not keep the commandments and they say they know God, says they are a liar and the truth is not in them. But we will teach people to keep the commandments, it says. And this is they, Christ said, they who teach men to keep even the least of the commandments, like the mint and the cumin, they shall be called the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. But they who teach men to break them and do break them, they shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verse 19. And that's what I'm talking about. And the least in the kingdom of heaven are going to be those ones who don't even get in the gate at all. He's going to be wiping away their tears all the time. He's going to be telling them, look, okay, you guys are naked for all eternity. Go out there and work, and you can get some clothes for this day and come in. It says they'll bring their their treasures into New Jerusalem by day in heaven. They're going to bring their treasures by day because they don't got any home in heaven. They don't got any home in the New Jerusalem city. They're going to be out there somewhere. It says take heed how you build. Gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble. No man can, can build on the foundation, which is Christ. But it says you do have a choice. You do. It says every word you say and everything you do, 
it produces. It produces. It will all go through the fire. Every word you say, every deed you do, whether it's omit or omit, whatever you do or whatever you don't do, it will receive a reward. It says some of these things produce wood, hay, and stubble, and it goes through the fire and it's just burned up, right? It says every work will be one of those things. If it's gold or silver, it just refines it and it gets a stronger quality, right? So if you're building on gold, which is pure love, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, it will produce something good. Yeah, it goes through the fire. Sometimes you need silver. Yes, silver is redemption. That's just really just balance, just like logic. That's silver. It's love as well. It's legal. Then you have precious stones where sometimes it's good. Special things. Special good things. We should have all of it, really. It says that he wants to give us now in the earth. That we are being a witness of the kingdom before the end will come. It says, you shall be a witness of the kingdom. That means the law governance for the whole nation. 70% of the law in the Bible is only national, doesn't apply personal. To say that Christ already fulfilled it, that's a lie. It says not even after the new heavens and the new earth will it be fulfilled. It says not even after will it. Will one jot or one tittle change even after heaven and earth passes away? Has heaven and earth passed away? Well, then not even one jot or one tittle has passed from the law. And all of his people are either under Christ, and they have some grace, right? Or they are fully under the law if they don't have Christ. And they're under curses and damnations and all sorts of things without Christ. Now we know the Christian nations are 99% Israelites. 97, 96, some can argue. Descendant from the genetic... DNA people called Israel, Jacob Israel, ten lost tribes. Even the Jews today say ten lost tribes. We don't know where they are. It says there will be a multitude of mighty nations, that they will be the richest people in the world, giving their abundance with the blessings of Abraham, with all the divine inventions and so on and so forth, ingenuity, blessing. And this is all the people of the world will go into their nations and will seek their nation, they will seek to flood into their nations. If you're Abrahamic seed, and if the whole world doesn't want to go live in your country, then you're not Abraham's seed. If they're all just trying to flee and go to some other land, then that other land that everyone's trying to flood into, that is Israel. That's what the Bible says. Israel, it says, says all the foreigners, all the people of the earth will try to go there and feed themselves of them off their abundance. Eat their seed. Now, if you're not going to bless the true seed, Israel, and you're going to curse them, you're going to be double cursed. Okay? Don't go and curse Israel. Don't, don't go there. True Israelite, Aryan people. If you even every single little finger you try and move, against Israel is going to come back on you tenfold. You're going to be so cursed. You need to 
rally behind the true Israel. Okay? Christian nations of the earth. Yes, there's always been wicked kings of every single tribe. But you know what? Christians have had a lot less brutality than the rest of the world. Okay? If you want to add it all up. Yes, there's always been families, squabbles, and troubles of between kings and so on and so forth. There always has been. Israelites were no exception. David himself was no exception. What did he do? He was commanded by Yahweh to go in and destroy, utterly destroy. Also Joshua, utterly destroy man, woman, and child. The Canaanite nations. So, to say, oh, you know, it's all baloney. Yahweh made the earth. He says, are you going to be my children that will rule for the millennial reign and beyond to many, many millions of years over his thrones and his planets all around the universe and other universes that he's created. Dimensions. It says, are you going to have that sonship position? Is he going to say, this day, you are my son? That may not be for everyone. Christ himself didn't even get declared his son until his baptism. And he took on waters. He went in. He buried flesh man into the waters of repentance. Everyone else had to on these legal rights. He did. So when he accomplished what's called the righteous man, the righteousness of that's what happened. And when he and he went into hell for three days. Yes, it says hell for three days. And on the third day, Rose defeated hell. He wounded all the demonic spirits. Each and every one of them tremble at his name to do. They're ready. They feel like it was yesterday. They don't want to run into Yeshua again. Calls upon him. Call the name above every name. Soon on earth, too. Soon on earth. Every knee will bow. They do in hell, believe you me. Because they believe and tremble, the demons. Only on earth we got this problem. Think of it like the dwarfs, some of these people. Idiots. You know? But they need to bow, too. Everyone needs to bow. Every every tongue is going to confess. Either get it now or they get it later. Coming. He's not coming back until his church will be without spot or wrinkle. He says he is not coming back without a church that's without spot or wrinkle. He is going to fill his church. He's going to sanctify his church. That is what he's doing, and he's going to work through his people. His spirit lives in us. His spirit lives in you and me, and he grows in us. And it says you can grow in the spirit until you go up into the head. You're not going to get it in one day. 
But sure, you can get in with the Sabbath and you can get in with his perfection. You confess his sins and you'll be white as snow each and every day. And you can build from there. Anyhow, it says, take heed how you build. Gold, silver, precious stones. Now, some people are going to have that place in heaven. They're going to be with their foals. And they're going to make it. They're going to be more and more filled with the Spirit and clothed with the Spirit. It's already been admonished throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament before we got our new birth spirit, which is this one that Christ said, receive you, Holy Spirit. Because at this stage, when he said this, now he had earned for us second man Adam position. The second creation. It says, any man in Christ is a new creature, right? Right, Anna? Any man in Christ is a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. It's a whole other level. It really is so powerful. You're now in the body of Christ and you now have this great divine ability. So now, he told them to receive his higher spirit that he earned for us. The second man, Adam, is a life-producing spirit, but the first man, Adam, was only made a little lower than the angels, and, but the second man, Adam, is Yahweh from heaven. The first man, Adam, was just a living soul. Now, in Christ, and I'm talking only about Adamites this whole time. I'm not talking about the other created humanoid beasts or other peoples. I'm talking about the Adamites, okay? The first Adamite was made a living soul. But in Christ, once we've received Christ, once we've received Christ, we are now godly as the gods, beyond the gods. You shall have no other god before me. Yes, he's coming back as king of kings. Well, that doesn't mean you're going to be a little slave when he comes back underneath the yoke of some evil ruler of Esau and Babylon. No. Those people are so low scum. You're going to be godly. And it says, those who are not godly, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Okay? Just be strong in Yahweh and in the power of his might. Even in the Old Testament, when they had all these big, huge nations all around them and all sorts of problems, there was not one feeble among their tribes. You can be an overcomer. It says, any man in Christ is a new creature. And it says, you will overcome. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you are more than conquerors through him that loved you. What is a conqueror? A conqueror is someone who goes out and takes over a whole nation by himself. Okay, that's a conqueror. But he says, you are more than a conqueror. Much more. That means you can see beyond the hills. You can see beyond the mountains. You can see beyond taking over that nation. You can see beyond what goes after that. And the other nation over there and over there and over there. And all the nations of the world, no problem. If Christ came back today, no problem taking over all the nations. Don't you agree? Now, if you're one of his children... If you're with Christ, he said, you will do greater works. 
Then he did. He said he's going to get things wound up. And when he comes back, every knee will bow. And it says he will make his enemies his footstool before he returns. He will. There's no stopping that from happening. Moment here. All right, we've got to close here. So I'm going to get to this last verse. And I'm going to, uh, we're going to do the confession liturgy. Book of Common Prayer, daily confession. You will uh, read together with me. Verse 23, And whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. Whoa, what is that? He just told them that they can retain someone's sins? Hold on a second, are they God? What do you mean? Only Jesus can do that. Only God can do that. That's what they all say, idiots. No, he said that his apostles could do it. The disciples, hello. What are, what's wrong with these idiot Protestants? What do they? Well, a lot of Protestants agree that you can declare confession of sin. You, if they are penitent in their heart, they have declared it. Which we're going to do the basic liturgy. It is a Protestant, but it's also Catholic liturgy, compliant with Orthodox and Roman Catholic. It's all compliant in God's one church worldwide. But He said it. Do you believe Jesus, or is He a liar? Huh? Which one is it? He said, whosoever sins you remit, they're remitted unto them. If you tell someone your sins are forgiven, they're forgiven. You understand that? Bottom line. Don't you rebel against me. The spirit of rebellion, it says, is as a sin of witchcraft. You know what that means? Satan worship. You don't believe in Jesus? You don't believe his words? Well, now you're being put to the test. Are you going to believe it and teach it and preach it and shout it from the rooftops? Or are you going to sit down silent and ashamed? He says, if you're ashamed of one word that I say, and I'll be ashamed of you when I come with the glory of the angels, and I will make a shame of you before my Father and before all the holy angels. If you're ashamed of even one of my words. So let's get our acts together here. Let's confess our sins and let's get redeemed today and forgiven. So we're going to get into that today. Now that's the reaching out because I try to reach all those who are still not, as I say, not converted. They're converted if you believe in Christ, okay? But there's many people who are not, as we say, integrated, reintegrated back into the Orthodox Church. I don't mean the world orthodoxy of was invented in the 1960s, which is a combination of all the patriarchs. Okay, yes, there was old patriarchs, but they recombined it and corrupted the whole thing. I'm talking about the true old Orthodox, okay? Celtic true Orthodox who also confess this prayer that we're about ready to pray now, okay? 
And this helps us cover all the bases so you know where you're standing. You know what they've confessed because they can't take the communion. If someone has not confessed, it says you can't. If they'll bring curses on the whole congregation, it says. They'll bring sicknesses on the whole congregation. It says there's many sickly among you because they're not analyzing themselves. When they take the communion, then it spreads on the whole congregation. So we have to confess our sins. That's what we're going to do right now. So we use the liturgy. Book of Common Prayer, and that's about, so let's get set free today. Let's get people forgiven today. Let's confess it, and I will declare you forgiven as you confess. On the evening prayer, this is how we begin the early part of each service. Praise Yahweh for his lectionary reading today. Let us pray. Oh, let me uh, admonition to people, although there's many who can use what I said earlier. Let us read from the liturgy. Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness by His infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to confess our sins before God, Yet ought we chiefly so to do when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for his great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore I pray and beseech you as many as are here present to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice, Unto the throne of the heavenly grace, praying and normally on our knees, all kneeling. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended. Thy holy laws, we have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Yahweh, have mercy upon us, miserable. Spare thou those of Elohim who confess. Restore those who are penitent according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ, Yeshua our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, 
and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Declaration of absolution or remission of sins. Almighty Elohim, the Father of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people being penitent the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy. Through Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord. Amen. Those who have prayed with a humble, lowly, and penitent heart, I now declare the Almighty and merciful Yahweh grant you absolution and remission of your sins through repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise Yahweh. I hope everyone can be in joy and rejoicing this day. This may have sounded a bit hard, shaking things up, but that's sometimes how we have to do it. And let's close. We do the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father, Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Yeshua HaMashiach, His only Son, our Lord, was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of Elohim the Father, Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Yahweh be with you. Let us pray. O Yahweh, show thy mercy upon us. O Yahweh, save thy sovereignties. And do thy ministers with righteousness. O Yahweh, save thy people. Give peace in our time, O Yahweh. O Elohim, make clean our hearts within us. O Elohim, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set 
to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Yahweh, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. I'm going to pray for the president and others in authority. We're in Christian authority who have our license that we are holding them to account. Almighty God, whose kingdom is everlasting and power infinite, have mercy upon this whole land and the other Christian lands, and so rule the hearts of thy servants. Now we pray for the President of the United States and the local governors who are Christian and all others in authority that they, knowing whose ministers they are, may above all things seek thy honor and glory, and that we and all the people duly considering whose authority they bear in Christ may faithfully and obediently honor them according to thy blessed word and ordinance through Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord, who with thee and the Holy Ghost liveth and reigneth ever, one Elohim, world without end. Amen. Yes, I say again, we have given some license to various civil servants, and they have received it from the church who is the true and only authority. We can always take that away. The grace of Yahweh Yeshua HaMashiach and the love of Elohim and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Take care and Yahweh bless. Hope you are having a great feast this Sabbath and every upcoming Sabbath as well. We invite those who are nearby us to come and gather together. And if you don't have an assembly, we admonish you to find one or contact us and we will help you to find one. Take care and Yahweh bless. We love you. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.